0: And I'm Rin.
1: And we're here at Commonwealth Holistic Herbalism in Boston, Massachusetts.
0: And on the internet everywhere, thanks to the power of the podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're happy to be here. Today we have a case study exercise to share with everyone, and we're really excited about it.
1: We are.
0: But before we jump into that, we just want to give a little uh, reclaimer, (laughs) and that's where we remind you that we are not doctors, we are herbalists and holistic health educators.
1: The ideas discussed in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. No state or federal authority licenses herbalists in the United States, so these discussions are for educational purposes only.
0: We want to remind you that good health doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. Good health doesn't exist as an objective standard, it's influenced by your individual needs, experiences, and goals. So keep in mind that we're not attempting to present a single, dogmatic, right way that you should adhere to.
1: Everyone's body is different, so the things that we're talking about may or may not apply directly to you, but we hope that they'll give you some new information to think about and some ideas to research further.
0: Finding your way to better health is both your right and your own personal responsibility. This doesn't mean you're alone on the journey, and it doesn't mean you are to blame for your current state of health, but it does mean that the final decision when you're considering any course of action, whether that's discussed on the internet or prescribed by a physician, that's always your choice to make. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like we said, today we're going to talk about, a, uh, about an exercise, a, a case study exercise that we like to do. This is something that we do with uh, all of our students And before we jump right into the game, let's let's just explain a little bit about how it works.
1: It's like the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So at the end of all of our online courses, there is a chapter titled Let's Practice. And in that chapter, there are pairs of videos. So the first video describes a case that's relevant to the course. So like in the musculoskeletal health course, for example, there's a video describing a person with rheumatoid arthritis. And this first video in each of the pairs, uh, the first video gives some information about the person, about what they're experiencing, um, and what they would like help with. And then at the end of that video, um, we tell our students to take some time, write down their thoughts, like what kinds of things come to mind for ways they could help this person, and also what kinds of questions do they have Mm. about further information that they might need from this person. And then if they want to, they can submit their thoughts to us for feedback. There's a discussion thread that's attached to all of these videos, and they can just type their ideas right in there. And then we reply to those every day. Um, They they don't have to, but they can if they want feedback on it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then right after that, there's a second video. And this one has, well... I don't really want to say the answers, <laughs> right? Because this is herbalism. And so there, there are always multiple ways that we could approach any, any health situation someone's dealing with. Uh, and also, the person that we're working with will have their own preferences about what they're most, most interested in pursuing. So instead of saying that we have the answers as if there could be one right answer, it's better to describe this, this second video here as more of a discussion. Uh, and you'll see... Uh, what that looks like right here on this pod because we're going to do it together, <laughs>
1: or maybe you'll hear what that looks You're like. You're going to hear, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but basically, you know, we're going to go through our own ideas about how we would think about the problem, how we would approach that problem, uh, what our priorities might be, and what kind of modifications we might want to make under this or that circumstance. You know, so for the person with the with the arthritis. Um, we would be saying, okay, uh, here's this individual, they've had this pain, it's been for this long, this is how it affects their life, you know, this is the, the part of the problem that bothers them the most. And then um, we'd say, all right, well, here's some things that I'd be thinking about, I'd be wanting to get this herb into play or this kind of movement habit involved. Oh, but if they have a very damp constitution, maybe these herbs are better. And if mm-hmm. they're very dry, then we pick those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of working through uh, the thoughts about the possibilities and um, giving a sense of how we would orient ourselves and begin to approach this kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So in in every course, there are several pairs of videos like this, different types of case studies covering different types of problems that are relevant to to each course, so that our students can really get a feel for how to take what they've learned in the course and apply it to a real-life situation in a space where they feel like they're working with a net, right? Like they're safe to ask a lot of questions and sort of work their way through all the different possibilities. And it's really popular. Um, Students really enjoy this. So we were thinking we could share this exercise, you know, with with everybody, with you. Um, This is a game that like herbalists could play anywhere. You could play at (laughs) any time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to share this with you right here on the pod. Um, the case we're going to be presenting here today, uh, is a case about a person having some anxiety issues. And, um, this was our choice today because we feel like this is an, an issue that so many people are dealing with right now. Uh, and so hopefully this will be both a fun exercise for you to test your herbal knowledge, but also maybe we'll have some new ideas <laughs> that, could be, that could be helpful for you uh, particularly.
1: Yeah. So before we launch in, I just want to make a note that today is July 9th, and so our semi-annual We're All In This Together sale is on. Um, We do this every year in July and December, so the sale is 20% off of everything. Everything we've ever made, 20% off of all of it. And the code is TOGETHER2022, and that's all one Unit. I mean, it's letters and numbers, but but there's no spaces in between. Just together, twenty twenty two, all together.
0: Mm-hmm. You can use this as much as you want. It works on everything that we offer, and there's no limit. Uh, so you can. Not get just one thing one time, but many things many times.
1: As many times as you want. Mm -hmm. You can share it with your friends. In fact, please do.
0: Please do. Tell everyone. Tell everybody. Spread it far and wide. We want people to know about herbs. Mm -hmm. This works. This code will work for the entire month of July. So head on over to online.commonwealthherbs.com and see all the courses we've got available. And remember, don't forget to put in your code.
1: Together 2022.
0: Okay. So let's go ahead and get started with our case description. Today, we're going to be talking about a person who is experiencing a lot of anxiety and tension and has recently been having trouble sleeping as a result of that. So this individual is perimenopausal. Uh, They're going through that transition period of life. Uh, And sometimes their sleep gets disrupted. And usually that looks like what we call long sleep latency. This means that it takes a long time to fall asleep. When you lay down, you know, you lay there, you're trying to close your eyes and count the sheep and whatever, but you're just <laughs> not quite making that shift, you know? Um, so they have that issue, but then they also have a midnight waking situation going on, where they tend to wake up around 3am, and then they have a lot of trouble getting back to sleep because their brain gets engaged. You know, that's that's like you're laying there in the bed, and or you wake up in the middle of the night, and you're like, okay, whatever, maybe I'll go pee, okay, and then like, let's go back to sleep. But suddenly you realize that you're thinking about an argument you had that day or about some bills that you know you got to pay soon and you're not quite sure where the money's going to come from (laughs) or whatever it was that's been stressing you out through the day suddenly rears its head and reasserts itself for you. uh, And now you're dealing with that again.
1: Mm -hmm. So in general for this person, it's not like they're not tired. Um, They're definitely tired. It's just that when it's quiet and dark, their mind gets to spinning and kind of hijacks their efforts to sleep. So lately, they've been having this problem a lot more. This is kind, you know, especially because they're perimenopausal, this is a pattern that happens occasionally for them. But lately, they feel like it has been almost every night. And they think that the trouble sleeping is both caused by anxiety, but also that It's making the anxiety worse. So this is one of those cycles that's like feeding Mm. into itself. Um, So they've been feeling so anxious and tense that they've been crying several times a day. Um, And at times they say that it seems like there's no reason to cry. They just sort of all of a sudden they're just crying Um, and they feel like fine, whatever. If they're at home And that happens, it's like maybe not the end of the world. I mean, it certainly isn't pleasant, but they're like, well, whatever. But
0: Just between me and my cat, you know. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like,
1: okay, fine. Um, But recently they say that they have cried in public for no reason. And again, like that's how they describe it as cried for no reason. Um, Several times now. And that that was an indication to them that they probably need to take some kind of action about the situation. Like that was kind of a... Not like, not like a wake up call, but kind of a, for them that was, okay, this, I, I am no longer able to, to kind of manage this in a way that makes me feel comfortable and functional.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's what, that's what we know about this, about this situation. And obviously if this were your friend or a community member or, you know, for a practicing herbalist, a client of yours, Well, of course, then you could ask some questions and you could get more information about them, right? So for the purposes of this exercise, you can make a note of what further information you want or that you would want. And you can just decide for yourself what the answers would be, right? And there's different ways to do this. Maybe you could think of someone in your life uh, and let them be your example. Like, you know, let's let's pretend your best friend was the person saying all of this to you about their sleep issue and, and the anxiety in the daytime and so on well, you probably know that best friend pretty well. You could hopefully, you know, answer (laughs) most of the follow-up questions that you might want to ask. Uh, you know, things like what kind of food are you eating and what kind of movement do you get in your day? And And
1: have you tried any herbs before or are you taking any medications? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, you, you can just kind of imagine that it's, it's this person having this problem. Um, you can, if you want to challenge yourself a little bit or, or you know, test out some variability, uh, you could pick several different people that you know and you could imagine each one of them in turn, right? Uh, and you would probably come up with different suggestions for each of these people if you know them well.
1: Yeah, right? If Bob came to you and said all of these things, your suggestions might go in one direction. But if Susie came to you and said all of these things, you might have a different set of suggestions. And then like if Joey came... And had all of these same problems, you would probably have an entirely different direction that you would go in. Based on the the, per, the people's constitutions, based on what sorts of things they would be most interested in trying... Um, maybe, maybe you, you want to give a tincture, but one of them doesn't drink alcohol and, and doesn't take tinctures. So now you gotta try to mm-hmm. make a plan for something else, you know, whatever. So you can kind of just pick people in your life. They don't have to be people who have this problem. We're just going to pretend like they have this problem, but you can use that person to be the person that you're visualizing in your mind working with.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So go ahead and pause this podcast right now and take some time to jot down your thoughts. Even if you're a brand new herbalist, I bet there are some things you could suggest. Even if it was, well, try a tincture of, I'm not going to say the name, uh, this, this common relaxant herb that most people are even familiar with already. Um, <laughs> okay, so it could be something as simple as that, or it could be more complex. You might have a whole protocol in mind and several different steps mm-hmm. and things you want to put into play there. Um, but once you've got some ideas... Uh, then come back to the pod, hit play again, listen to the rest of this episode, and you can hear what our ideas are and how we might approach this situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, well, are you ready?
0: Did you do it? Did you Did you pause and, and write down and then come <laughs>
1: back? I feel like we should sing the Jeopardy song. I know, right? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Um, you know, this person talked a lot about sleep um i feel like they spent as much time talking about sleep as they did talking about anxiety actually and i think that they have a lot of awareness about how the sleep and the anxiety are tied together um so that's pretty exciting for me first of all because especially when you're experiencing anxiety, it's not always easy to have a lot of awareness about what's going on in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So when somebody is able to make those kind of connections, then I really want to like work those connections in particular. Um, And so I definitely sleep is one of the first things that comes to my mind to focus on. And, um, although a bunch of herbs do come to mind, uh, of course, always, I I sort of start off thinking about sleep hygiene issues.
0: Yeah. If, if that's a new phrase for you, um, sleep hygiene, it's not just about, you know, brushing your teeth, uh, although that's, (laughs) although that's nice to do before bed, you know, and other times, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Hey, your
1: teeth are your best friends. If you take care of them, they'll take care
0: of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Sam. Thank you. Um, So, uh... Sleep hygiene, right? It means uh, setting up an environment that's going to be conducive to good sleep um, and also being aware of habits uh, that can either improve or, or be detrimental to good sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so this there's a lot of different things that qualify as sleep hygiene, including things that happen in the daytime, like going outside in the, in the middle of the day and getting some sun exposure and seeing the blue sky. That can really help you to sleep well later on. Um, but a lot of it's around the bedtime hour, you know, first of all, knowing when bedtime should be yeah. to get the number of hours of sleep you need or that you want, uh, and still get up on time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, uh, you, you figure that out and then you go forward or you go back an hour before then and say, all right, so if I want to be in bed, lights out at 10, then at nine, I'm going to dim the lights and I'm going to wind down and I'm going to journal and I'm going to meditate and stretch a little bit, but I'm not going to be staring at, at Twitter. Or watching like you know terrible news <laughs> events or like horror movies right before bedtime because these agitate your body and your mind and they they stimulate you and they keep you up right, right. so there's a, a ton of different things that can fall into that idea uh, but for this person
1: yeah for this person one of the things that I feel would be really important to talk about with regard to sleep hygiene is actually about dinner um, so when you eat your last meal of the day, um, late in the evening, uh, that, that really makes it more challenging to fall asleep. It will really exacerbate any kind of sleep latency problem, the, mm-hmm. the length of time to fall asleep. But the other thing is that eating late is really strongly tied to that waking around 3am, um, because, because this is really about hormone cycles and insulin and cortisol and uh, the interplay between those and melatonin and, and a bunch of other things going on in your endocrine system. Um, and so, uh, like, of course, there are like so many different sleep hygiene things we could suggest, but because of the specific pattern around waking... And the time period of waking, I would want to talk to them about when they eat food in the evening, um, like when they eat their last meal, and then if they have a snack or a dessert or something like that, what time is that at? And see if we can pull that earlier, see if we can make it so that they don't eat in that last two or three hours before bedtime. Hmm. And I don't want to like, this isn't about constricting calories or anything like that. It's really just about the timing of when the food goes in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even really saying, well, don't have cake. You know, I'm <laughs> really not. No, not... it's more like,
0: It's more like, you know, have your dinner a little earlier and yeah. try to have your cake like right after your dinner. Right.
1: At the same time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so that we can get... A, a period of two to three hours before bed that they are not consuming any food. I mean, tea is totally fine, but, um, not consuming any food, uh, because of all the sleep hygiene things, I think this will really make an impact for them in terms of that wake cycle in the middle of the night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want your body to be, you know, focusing on, on sleep stuff, on rest, on recovery, on healing, uh, on like, uh, what people like to call detox, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, these days, uh, and kind of like, uh, inner maintenance <laughs> situation going on. And if we're, you know, full of food, your body has that job first, you know, gotta, mm-hmm. gotta digest, gotta process, digest. gotta put away the nutrients, you know, circulate all of that. Um, mm-hmm. and so when we have that space between less food intake and sleep, then the sleep is really a lot more restful. It's, it's about improving the quality of the sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, quite likely the quantity as well when mm-hmm. it's causing these, these midnight wakings.
1: And especially because this person is perimenopausal. Um, and so we know that there there are some hormone fluctuations going on that are, you know, already kind of creating uh, issues, you know, a discomfort, issues of discomfort for a person that, and we know that the timing of eating there is also playing into endocrine issues, like sort of any place that we can take a little bit of pressure off endocrine function for this person. That's, that is really going to help them. Mm. It's going to help them be more comfortable through a lot of the aspects of perimenopause, but specifically with this sleep issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And because here you have like, a bunch of different hormones all, all coming in together, right? Hormones of blood sugar regulation, hormones of sleep, you mm-hmm. know, in the process of sleep itself, uh, of the stress response. Um, and so, yeah, trying to improve sleep, um, parameters there is going to have effects on those other, those other hormones as well. And mm-hmm. so that can alter the way you experience stress in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's stick with bedtime for a moment though. Um, when people are having trouble sleeping, we we want to give them some herbs <laughs> around, around <laughs> bedtime, you know? Uh, they can really help out a lot. And and we, we tend to prefer tinctures for bedtime herbs because that way you're not, you know, drinking a quart of tea right before you lay down. And then, you know, we'll You see. know,
1: okay, you know what is the funny <laughs> thing, though, is that we tend to advise tinctures uh-huh. for bedtime herbs, but yeah. in our own home.
0: Oh, we're terrible <laughs> at this. We uh, do the not two of do us, it. Yeah, we, no, we're, we're, we're like oh, it's 10 o'clock, let's brew a pot of tea. Yeah, yeah, let's put nettle in there, sure. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not good with this one so. like, ourselves. I you I know. wanted
1: to go to bed at 9.30, and it's 9.45, and we're making tea, and I'm like, oh, just give me an entire pot of heather. <laughs>
0: <And> then, <laughs> I'll just drink that real quick, and then I I'll, I'll just, ju- I'll just yeah.
1: drink that whole quart really fast, and then I'll go to bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but fortunately, like, we, we both had... I think we're doing pretty good at uh, you know, like wake up, go pee, go back to sleep again.
1: Yeah. It, uh, so sometimes <laughs> I get really stuck there. And but lately I am doing pretty I'm feeling yeah. really successful at the falling back asleep after yeah. waking up 67 times to pee. <laughs> right.
0: But for this person, you know, when they wake up at night, then their anxious thoughts start to, to get at them and, and they're having a lot of trouble getting back into sleep. So, yeah. Um, so bedtime tincture. Right. Plus bedtime tincture. It's also something you can have right by the bed. And, uh, you know, if you don't put very heavy hypnotic herbs into here, then it's something you can even take in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. I wouldn't want to put hops into this blend Mm -hmm. because if she, if, if this person took hops at like 3am, then when they have to wake up and start their day at what time? Seven, eight, six, whatever it happens to be. Um, the hops is still going to be in there and, and they're going to be very groggy when they wake up. Mm-hmm. So although there would be no problem with putting an herb like that, w- with having an herb like that to work with at bedtime, mm. I just wouldn't want to put it in the overall blend Yeah. so that if they like, okay, if they took some hops or some wild lettuce or something really strong when they went to bed at first... But then if they woke up at three, I would want them to have that other tincture that didn't have those hypnotics in it so that it didn't make them groggy in the morning.
0: Right, yeah. yeah, And sometimes we'll do that with people we'll be like, all right, so here's your you know relaxant nervine combo to help you wind down, to, to quiet down the, the racing thoughts in the brain, maybe some physical tension mm-hmm. to release, um, have that as a formula. and then separate from that, here's a bottle of hops or wild lettuce just by itself. When you're first going to bed, take them both. If you wake up in the middle of the night, make sure you know which bottle you're grabbing. Um, <laughs> and let that just be the Nervines there, you know?
1: Yeah, like we'll let one of them be in a square bottle and the other one be in go. a round bottle. Yeah, and that yeah. way you can tell. Night, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, good job. Um, you know, we haven't mentioned herbs yet here. I mean, other than those hypnotics, but... Um, because we're talking so much about tinctures, um, I also just want to make a side note here that some people don't like to work with tinctures or aren't able to work with tinctures, either because um, alcohol doesn't appeal to them or because they don't consume alcohol. And so um, there are a lot of herbs that we could encapsulate at this point too. So I just want to make it clear that 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 is an option. And although capsules wouldn't be as... Effective taken at 3 a.m. They absolutely would be effective if we work them into their bedtime routine. So I just want to make a note that that is absolutely a possibility.
0: Yeah. An electuary is an option as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't want to be taking a lot of food right before we lay down, but like a spoonful of herbed, uh, like, uh, honey powder, Uh, sorry, honey with herbal powders mixed into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, That can be, um, that can be quite nice. And some people do find that they, they fall into sleep a little easier if they have just a little bit of honey right before bed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So let's think about what herbs we would want to be including here. Um, separate from if we went with some kind of strong hypnotic herb like hops or wild lettuce, but, but, other herbs that are especially around dealing with that, um, that sort of thought process that is keeping them awake where they're laying there and they're thinking about the stuff that makes them anxious and they're not really able to pull their mind away from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a sort of a trio of herbs that I always come back to <laughs> for these kind of situations. And often this is the core of a of a bedtime formula that I'm going to build out for somebody, so that's going to be skullcap. Uh, that's the the Scutellaria lateriflora, right? Not the the bicol skullcap, uh, and then passion flower and betony, and and that one is going to be Stachys officinalis as opposed to Pedicularis. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, Pedicularis is pretty good in in some bedtime blends, honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Especially if she if especially if this person was holding a lot of physical tension. Yeah. Then which. Is something that they mentioned, then the particularist wouldn't be a bad ad
0: for sure. But that trio though, Statius, uh, uh, Passiflora, and Scutellaria lateriflora, mm-hmm. those three, um, they're fantastic for that for that specific issue of the restless thoughts, the racing mind, the you know recurrent worries. Mm. That that whole. Uh, pattern of mental activity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find this trio of herbs to be extremely helpful for calming that down, helping you to get off the mental merry-go-round, you know, Mm. get a little distance from it and to be not so much up in the head, but more in the, in the whole body, (laughs) right? In, in all of you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, if this person was a person who also tended to run cold and so, they were like thinking about those anxious thoughts and then getting really stuck there, then I would, I would be thinking about adding something warming and relaxing in. And honestly, that could be as simple as ginger. Like ginger is really relaxant both physically and also mentally. Um, and that would also just bring a little bit of movement in. And so if if what they're like their constitution runs cold, but also like their emotional state runs cold, so they get into this thought pattern, they really get stuck there and they can't get in, they can't like generate enough metaphorical movement to move away from those thoughts. Um, then I would be thinking about ginger. I mean ginger's generating physiological movement also. Mm-hmm. But listen, like your emotional your emotional body and your physical body are not actually Separate things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah
0: for sure. I'm thinking
1: about that. And I guess maybe um, if this person was uh, the flip side, they were really hot and agitated. And so, um, they're thinking about things that make them anxious and they can't stop thinking about them. Maybe they're thinking about 16 different things that make them anxious and they're kind of hopping between them, but they can't get away from that category of thought. Right. So that, that might be a a more like hot kind of presentation. Um, Then, Honestly, the Skullcap and flower are already fairly cooling, so right. we kind of have that covered already in mm-hmm. this blend. Yeah. Um, but we could also put in something like Elderflower, mm. uh, you know, to kind of release some of that heat, release some of the agitation. Uh, that could be really lovely.
0: Yeah. Lemon balm can work that way. Oh, yeah. Too. That would be nice. Yeah. Because this person was having this issue of waking up in the middle of the night, um, so we talked about how the, you know, the, the food, uh, timing can, can help out with that. Uh, but, uh, there are herbs that can help out with that process as well. And for that, I found a combination of mugwort with motherwort, uh, two great warts that work great together, um, <laughs> to, uh, to be very helpful for this particular, uh, problem. And, and there's another thing about mugwort in particular, where we notice that it often will improve dream recall. And I do think that these are connected uh, largely through the, the consolidation of sleep into mm-hmm. like longer, more consistent blocks mm-hmm. um, and helping your, your body to move through the many stages of sleep. Um, so not, not only in the kind of lighter stages, but cycling down into deep phase sleep and then back up again to the, to the stages where we do some, some REM, some dreaming. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen several times in the course of the night. And it seems to me that these two herbs improve uh, your capacity to cycle through like that.
1: I have experienced that myself as well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we, we've we've been doing this with our for our clients, but um, it was a long time ago when I was having a pattern like this, and uh, and you handed me mugwort and motherwort together, and it was something that really broke through the cycle for me, and so ever since then I've been really in love with that yeah. strategy. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, there's lots of other plants that could make sense uh, in a bedtime tincture. You know, we we end up sneaking vervain into there pretty often.
1: Especially, you know, this person is, um, like they're they're kind of losing control, mm-hmm. and that's what actually. Got, Vervain, yeah. You know, like that was the point at which they said, OK, this is a problem,
0: mm, you okay. know, like <laughs> yeah.
1: they were fine when it was just a sleep problem or an anxiety problem. But w- the pr- the time at which they became not fine anymore, like not OK with this level of discomfort was when they were no longer able to control the, their presentation in the world. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so I feel like Blue Vervain would be really an appropriate addition for this person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is connected to a a well-earned reputation that Vervain has for being, being helpful. Uh, when you have a sensation of like, um, you know, anxiety centered around control or loss of control Mm -hmm. and you want that feeling of like, I know where everything is. I know what's going to happen. I've got this. I
1: mean, honestly, who doesn't want that feeling? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But when it's like, if you can't get all the way there, then you feel really terrible and unsettled yeah. and agitated and so on. Then vervain can can help you to be a little more comfortable mm-hmm. with the degree of control that that is achievable. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. You know. Okay. So I kind of want to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. than then we because everything we've talked about so far could really just go into one blend together, and it would be fantastic. Sure. Um. But two other herbs are coming to mind for me that might be really appropriate for this person, and they are ashwagandha and calamus. Yeah. And so in one sense, like, I mean, we're going in a really different direction flavor-wise. Uh, we're going in a different direction because we've suddenly introduced roots into the into the chat. And a lot more warmth. And
0: a lot more warmth.
1: <laughs> a lot more warmth. Um, so... But I I really think that they could be a very helpful blend, especially if this is a person who's running a little on the cold side. Um, And we could get this into them in lots of different ways. Um, Tincture would be fine. I don't love ashwagandha as a tincture in terms of efficacy, but it would be fine if we needed to. Um, But we could, we don't have to introduce them together. We could do ashwagandha decoction through the day, mm. especially if this person maybe wakes up and drinks coffee. That's not helping the anxiety. Mm. And so maybe we could introduce a not coffee kind of blend um, you know, maybe it's got reishi, maybe it's got chicory root, you know, like whatever, and put a bunch of ashwagandha in that. Flavor-wise, it's, it's going to blend in nicely. You can always put a scoop or two of decaf coffee in, um, to really get the flavor there. But, um, you know, if you did chicory and reishi and ashwagandha, that would be very coffee-like. Um, and then especially if you toss a little cocoa in and now you've got, or cacao, and now you've got a mocha kind of not coffee blend mm-hmm. um so that would be a bedtime herb that wouldn't be taken at bedtime in that particular um presentation but could be really excellent of course you also can take encapsulated ashwagandha as well so that could be a good choice if this person didn't want to work with tinctures at all and mm-hmm. they also didn't want tea before bed
0: yeah and calamus is something you can take as a tincture Mm -hmm. Uh, or you can get dried pieces of the root and chew on them. Yeah. I find that to be very helpful for maintaining, maintaining, I I don't, I don't know. Is focus the right word? Maybe. Um, it's, it's less about like focus in terms of drilling in on something and zooming in on it. And it's more about, um, releasing, uh, like a a type of tension that can be distracting, uh, and like pulling you away from, from what it is you're trying to see.
1: It's like the soft focus.
0: Yeah. You know, calamus can be helpful to get you into wide angle perception, uh, you know, to to move you from being so stuck on one point Mm -hmm. to being able to see the whole visual field or to not only hear that one irritating sound, but hear everything that's going on around you um, and to to kind of open up in that way. Um,
1: It's it's very grounding. It's very like it's an herb I think about as an assistant for meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an herb that I think about you know, it has such strong effect on the vagus nerve that any time that anxiousness, anxiety, um, emotional tension, slash physiological tension, like those two being held together, um, all of those things make me think a lot about calamus um, because so much of those feelings are really wrapped up in, in vagus nerve function. Um, so anytime that we can help that to release, um, then that's really, that's really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, you know, this is something that might be taken in the morning or taken throughout the day. Um, and that kind of leads us towards some other thoughts we had for this individual, which was to get some Nervines mm-hmm. into them. Let's get some fortification, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this would be, this would be in the way of an all day tea. Right.
1: Yeah. Like they're going to drink a quart or two quarts of it. Just, this is what's going to be in their water bottle for the day.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's, again, a lot of different directions we could go in. And, um, it's, it's possible that when you were thinking about this case, you, you were saying, all right, well, questions I would want to ask would include, what does the anxiety feel like for you? Or where do you feel that in your body most strongly? Mm -hmm. Um, or even like what, what incidents or what moments uh, are most likely to to set that off. Is it like, well, if I have to talk in front of a group of people at work, or is it if I have to have a one on one with my boss, right, or is right, it, right. you know, like it can be it can be different, and that can give you a sense of what what the person's feeling on the inside, mm-hmm. how that how that feeling moves through them, and then that can help you to choose the herbs that are most appropriate. Uh, we find with nervines that you know w- you can read on the internet uh, chamomile is good for calming you down and <laughs> you know that kind of stuff um but it's really worth it to experiment with a bunch of different nervines for each individual um or uh if you if you know a bit about some energetics and and some specifics about the the particular qualities of a given plant or its particular um uh, abilities then it's good to be a little more particular uh, mm-hmm. about which ones you give mm-hmm. yeah
1: and especially just thinking constitutionally here um you know, is this person dried out and dehydrated, or is it a person who has some stagnant fluid in them? Um, and sometimes the f- the physiological constitution doesn't necessarily match their emotional state. You sometimes you see disconnects there where maybe the person physically has a lot of stagnation and and it is cold and damp, but emotionally they have you know especially where we're seeing in this person anxiety patterns emotionally there's a bunch of heat going on um so so it's okay to to kind of look at both of them but in the end our formula wants to kind of balance things out so if we're seeing a person like i said who is experiencing heat in the emotions and we think oh okay we need to really cool this down for this person and then uh, we recognize, ooh, yes, they have a lot of heat in the emotions, but in the physical body, they tend to run really cold. Then, um, then we'll just do some balancing out so that we don't chill their like physiological state. We just sort of chill out the mind, and we might choose like releasing herbs, like diaphoretics, for example, instead mm. of outright cooling herbs. So that we aren't like adding a bunch of cold to the physiological cold that's already there, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Tulsi comes to mind <laughs> for this individual as part mm-hmm. of their part of their daily tea. It, for a number of reasons. So Tulsi is a, a fascinating herb because it has some immediate effects as like a nervine and an a, a herb that can kind of boost your mood uh, and help you to feel calm and settled but it has also these adaptogenic effects that take a lot more time to really fully express themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, so you can take a squirt of Tulsi tincture and you can get some feeling from it. But if you drink Tulsi tea and you do it every day for a month, then there's a lot, uh, a much more, more, um, like long lasting and, and deeper effect on your system mm-hmm. from that plant. So,
1: yeah, I, you know, I really like Tulsi as a focus of a, all-day formula for this person as well because um, no matter what direction we end up going in, like whatever we're thinking about constitutionally for this person, having Tulsi kind of at the center is pretty appropriate. Um, You know, it it has a moving quality to it. It has a little warmth to it, but it's not like cayenne. You know, we're not going to overheat somebody with it. It's got the movement going along, but also we're not going to cool, cool somebody off with it. It's like a a really nice mm, kind of core to build around.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you're talking about the diaphoretic element and kind of like allowing heat to move in the, in the, in the body and then to release that as well. And, uh, I think you mentioned elderflower we often work with for those kind of purposes. Um, and then there's yarrow and this summer in particular, we've been doing a lot with yarrow flower. Separate yeah. from separate from the leaf and the stem.
1: Yeah. Now, if you want yarrow flower, um, like isolated that way, you kind of have to do it yourself. I don't know of any place that sells just the flowers, so you, you will have to harvest it yourself. Um, and if yarrow is past where you are, it's okay. You can do it next year. But um, yarrow is pretty easy to grow. And it's it's fairly tolerant, so um, if you are not like an awesome gardener, yarrow is a good place to start. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's very adaptable.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can take a lot of lot of straight sun, um, soil that, that doesn't retain water too well. It'll mm-hmm. it'll still do okay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the yarrow flowers. Um, they, they do have some of that, that quality of, of opening the surface, you know, having a diaphoretic effect.
1: Dispersive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They can also, um, Yarl can help to circulate blood uh, throughout the entire body and, and help to kind of normalize. So if there's a spot of stagnation over here and poor blood flow or permeation over there, it can kind of help to normalize that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, distribute things a little more evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that I'm, I'm bringing that up because I feel like that could have some connection to what this person is feeling, where they have some anxiety. Um, they also have times where they, they sort of collapse a bit. You know, the, uh, you can look at the the spontaneous crying mm-hmm. as like a, a sudden laxity attack.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like in,
0: in the nervous state and the emotional state is kind of where we're, we're centering.
1: So there's like tension, tension, tension. Oh, I can't hold it anymore,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, and right. now crying is happening. Um, And so, so that, that requires like a rebalancing or, uh, you know, Yaro for me always, um, always reminds me of a science fiction movie Um, with a spaceship because um, in every, in every movie with a spaceship, I feel like there's a point at which they're, they're, becomes a hole in the spaceship for whatever reason it gets shot it gets hit by an asteroid like I don't know whatever there's there comes a point at which there's a hole in the spaceship and everyone is panicking and the oxygen is escaping and they have to do something to like batten down the hatches again so that they can repressurize and all those you know you can imagine this scene right and I always think about yarrow that way and about us and our bodies as little spaceships um, moving <laughs> through space. And when we get a hole in us, there's like a pressure differential. There's less pressure outside of us, of our bodies, than there is inside of our bodies. And so we bleed, like the stuff comes out when when you puncture our hull. Um, <laughs> and, and Yarrow is just very effective at normalizing pressure and we can talk about that physiologically, but we also can talk about that emotionally. And so that's what we're seeing here is this person is not able to normalize the pressure that they're feeling emotionally or to regulate that pressure. Sometimes they're feeling that pressure so strongly that it is like really upsetting tension. And sometimes they are just not even able to hold that, hold themselves together at all. Not just like, I'm not tense anymore, but like, I, I'm just a blob now. I'm not, Mm. I'm not, I have, I don't even have the kind of tension that I should have, you know, to hold myself together.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Yarrow's pretty fantastic in those ways. (laughs) Um, You know, I also think about catnip. uh, And I think about catnip here because of the aromatic elements, the, the relaxant effect, especially where there's anxiety that feels like it wants to move upward, you know, like it maybe starts down in your belly and it wants to rise on you that's the time when until really... it comes
1: out through your eyeballs as crying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the place we we find a lot of benefits with catnip for sure. Mm. Um,
1: you know, I'm thinking and uh, this will surprise probably no one. I'm also thinking about ginger and chamomile in here. Um, well, it's been 5
0: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you're due to think I'm of the I'm really again. Yeah. always thinking about <laughs>
1: ginger and chamomile. Um, but you when we're, In terms of, like, helping this person to even out the expressions of tension that they're feeling in their body, um, like, providing them with some background relaxation, I think if you imagine yourself carrying something very heavy um, or even just, like, doing that chair on the wall yoga pose or whatever, and so you're like holding the tension in all your muscles to keep that position. But eventually, all your muscles are starting to cramp and you're just like, I just can't do this anymore. But if we can relax a little bit, then you can hold whatever you need to hold of yourself together a lot longer. And so sometimes when we're thinking about this in terms of movement, we think about not using muscles that aren't necessary.
0: Yeah. Trying to, trying to, to peel away any unnecessary tension.
1: Right. Right. Like use the muscles that you need to use to get the job done, but you don't need to also tense up your neck muscles uh, along with it just to like have extra tension.
0: Yeah. And that can, that can totally throw you off. You know, if you think about trying to walk on a balance beam, you know, if you have a lot of uh, tension in your, in your abs or in your neck, it's, it's going to make it a lot harder for you to, to sway, you know, have the to...
1: fluidity to keep right. the balance. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And, and even when you're you're trying to do things that seem like it's just a matter of brute strength, you know, like to to do a, a pull up or, or the one where you pull up and then end up on top of the bar, you know, um, that it's it's amazing how much unnecessary tension anywhere can impair your ability to even accomplish that movement.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thinking in bringing in the ginger and the chamomile. They're not so relax. It's not like it's kava, you know, They're, it's not so relaxant that we're just going to reduce this person to a puddle on the floor. Mm. Um, but it's enough relaxant that we can maybe remove part of the tension. We can remove the parts of the tension that are really just not only not necessary, but are kind of impeding their ability to work through their day.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, one other herb I would love to throw into the all-day tea, if if it was possible, would be evening primrose. And so here we're talking about tea. So you can, I hope, guess that I'm not talking about evening primrose seed oil, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> which is pretty much all you're going to find to buy for evening primrose. So this is another one you're going to need to grow or wildcraft your own. Fortunately, evening primrose is pretty weedy. There's a lot of it around, and it's super easy to grow, even in a, a small pot. You know, You
1: kind of just have to wish for it. And then, <laughs> and then like, and then evening primrose appears. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah.
0: That, that works pretty good in Boston, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love this plant as, as an herb, as a tea herb or as a tincture, but you know, the aerial parts, right? Leaves, flowers. Uh, they're, they're wonderful. Um, they taste good. They have really nice nervine effects, calming, relaxing, releasing. There's a little bit of warmth. There's a little bit of bitterness. It's a very interesting plant. Um it, it releases tension, but it's not like you've been saying, it's not so cold and, and, uh, or so intensely relaxing that it's going to make you a puddle. Right. You know? right. Um, it's, it's a really nice balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So things I would add in, if this person was very dehydrated, um, and maybe even like depleted, that could be contributing to the anxiety and contributing to the tension. Um, and I would want to make sure that we are helping them to hydrate, Linden, so so yeah yeah Uh, linden would be a a really excellent choice here and i would want to steep it much longer like steep it at least four hours to really get the slimaciousness of the linden in there and another option would be maybe a little less intense would be um, marshmallow leaf to, again, to, to bring in some hydration, it's not going to get all the way to the sliminess that linden or marshmallow root would give you. Um, but it still does bring in more moisture, bring in a little more softening. Um, I love
0: marshmallow leaf and tea. It's great.
1: You're a dry kind of dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like slime though, you know, so I'm way more likely to to drink a lot of a tea that has a marshmallow leaf in there. Uh, And it's like mildly moistening uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a smaller amount of a a, a big old cup of snot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: (laughs) I mean, and that's when it comes into play really about the preferences of the person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. I could say all day long, like, babe, you really just need so much marshmallow root decoction. I mean, uh, cold infusion and you're just not gonna drink it yeah you're not gonna do I've, it i've
0: tried i've done it for a while at a time but i you know it's 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 uh it's
1: not delicious for take, you take
0: some work <laughs> yeah
1: but if we put marshmallow leaf in you'll you'll drink three times as much yeah yeah let's get it yeah so so sort of being able to shift around that way is
0: important definitely yeah. all right so we've got our person. Uh, thinking about some sleep hygiene stuff. We've got them with a bedtime tincture. We've got an all day tea to try to rein in the anxiety in the daytime. Um, this is all going to help. It's going to be great, but the tea and the daytime anxiety expression in particular, it might take a little while to change. And so in the meantime, it would be great if we could give this person a daytime rescue tincture.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Or some other, you know, portable, easy to take, uh, quick, you know format
1: right 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 yeah. right. it could be electuary you could even take and make lozenges out of this sure. um you know to if you were doing like with honey um and then whatever herbs we're going to choose powdered and turn them into lozenges that would work too whatever
0: yeah. Yeah. but we do like a tincture um or something that you can that you can like squirt under the tongue an elixir uh, yeah there you go mm-hmm. for for these for this kind of rescue situation because um Short of short of smoking herbs, uh, taking a tincture under the tongue is about the fastest way to get it to impact your nervous system mm-hmm. in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, the first thing, again, when we're thinking about rescue, we're thinking about, all right, well, this person either is currently crying in public mm-hmm. um, or they feel like it's about to happen.
0: Right. And all so this is going to be... It's really that acute. Yeah. And yeah. it's that feeling of like... I'm about to cry. I'm about to have all the feelings you have when you cry, like feeling exposed, feeling vulnerable, feeling seen, you know, all of that, Mm -hmm. as opposed to say, you know, someone other than this, this person we're talking about today, someone who, when they feel super anxious, they close down and they're super cold and they can't make human expressions anymore. And, (laughs) you know, like that kind of situation would call for a really different set of herbs.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah. Right. So, all right. So thinking about this person who's crying or is about to cry and they are just also mortified and um, trying to grab control of the situation. And the more they try, the more it is escaping them. So like the more they try to stop crying, the more they cry, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So the first things that are coming to mind here for me are uh, like Yarrow, St. John's Wort, Ladies' Mantle, these, Mm. these really protective herbs, who there is some astringency there, Yeah. um, you know, to varying degrees among those three, but, but they all are like, let's give you some armor. Let's give you some cover. Let's Mm -hmm. give you some protection. Um,
0: hold all your pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, St. John's wort, we would not give for somebody who was taking medications. So if this person did have any kind of pharmaceuticals in the mix, then we wouldn't choose St. John's wort as a part of this rescue tincture
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or rescue elixir. Um, But the yarrow and the ladies mantle would still be a fantastic combination, even without the St. John's wort.
0: Yeah. Honestly, a lot of times when I would love to give St. John's wort but can't, yarrow is is the next choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is there's a decent amount of crossover in their effects, not only in like your liver, you know, (laughs) uh, but also in your, in your mental emotional state. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, There's another way we can go with this too. And this, this could be layered on, right? So we have those as like your, your sort of emotional astringent, emotional tonification. Yeah. Like the
1: foundation (laughs) of the, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, One thing that we often like to do in in these kind of uh, moments is get some rosy protection. I'm talking about the Rosaceae, the, <laughs> the the whole family, really. Um, but particularly the ones that express thorns. Yes. And so um, Rose does that. And we, we particularly like the, the Beach Rose, um, Rosa rugosa, when you need some thorniness. Because that one, it's not just like the, the Valentine's Rose with the little cat claw, like individual thorns. That I mean, which, can, that those are can, good. Like, you can... Like grab it in your fingers and and like hold it in between them, right? <laughs> With beach rose, no way. It's, the whole thing is covered in in these like sharp, straight thorns. Like instead. spiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So for that, that the, rose has boundaries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> serious. Serious boundaries. Um, and you know it typically grows in a pretty watery environment, mm-hmm. and it is like no problem. I've got this. Mm-hmm. Uh. So. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. This is also a place where I would turn to a tincture of hawthorn thorns, like the thorns themselves. You can go and just get a bunch of the thorns and tincture them. And um, fun fact, the tincture turns red, <laughs> uh, which I think is really cool. Not exactly, not like the same kind of red that St. John's War oil turns, but it, it it's not like maraschino cherry red either but it is like it's definitively you're like hold on this tincture is absolutely right i am not imagining this this tincture is absolutely red um and i i like that um but but what we're thinking about here about these thorns is like give give protection give strength give just a little like at this point you've fallen apart and you feel like Like, you're completely vulnerable to the world. So hold on a second. Let's give you some spikes to wrap yourself up in Mm. so that you just feel like I can start to contain myself again. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, You know who else has containment spikes is Motherwort. Yeah. Um, Motherwort has these really pretty vicious thorns on its seed pods.
0: Yeah, it's really just that the, the the support structures around the, around where the seeds are, they like, they stiffen up as they dry, you know, like if they were soft and flexy, they would just be like the, like the base of a, of a flower, you know, whatever. But, but these, as they dry, they get super sharp and very persistent. And if you, if you don't know motherwort, like look at, look up some pictures of it. um, And, and you'll just see, it has this like very like square, very organized structure to it. And then it has at each of the leaf joints, it has these little, this is where the flowers come and then the seeds later. But they're like all arranged all around in a nice, neat little row and with all of their thorns out. Yeah. Do not come over here. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: And kind of like, you know what? You can touch any part of this plant, but not not here. Not like absolutely not here. Mm -hmm. And um,
0: but it's all I mean, it's it'll stand up straight. It will be seen. It makes these beautiful like firework looking flowers with mm -hmm. pink and white and purple. Yeah. So it's fine being in public. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it just has some boundaries around some parts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? Those parts are not for you. Yeah. And I feel like, especially when we're thinking about crying in public and this person mentioned that if they were crying at home with their cat, they were like, okay with that. Mm-hmm. But crying in public was really upsetting to them. Mm. Well, yeah, that's not for public consumption. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this part is not for you. And so having mother ward in the mix that can just reinforce that. Um, I think would be a really beautiful rescue.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right, so that's the game. All right, and uh, you certainly may have had other ideas than the ones that we mentioned here, uh and like we said up front, this is not about us having the answers and uh checking yours to see if they were correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it is not that <laughs>
0: yeah yeah we we added a couple of thoughts about the person as we went by. We talked about variations in formula depending on constitution or on the way things are expressing for them or or their their more detailed descriptions of how they're feeling um and so, yeah, there's there's many different ways that we could go, um, and certainly other things aside from what we discussed here that that could be added as well, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> not just herbs, but you know preparations or or other holistic approaches. Besides, right? We didn't even talk about well, what happens if you get a thirty minute walk every single day? <laughs>
1: right, right. There's so there's there's definitely so much, and with especially when we're thinking about emotional and mental health, there are so many avenues of approach, and that's one of the wonderful things because you know especially if we're talking about a person who is like kind of really at the end of the rope is, is how this person's life is right now. Um, it's hard to know what things they have the energy to do and what things are just not going to be feasible for them right now. Um, Cause that's kind of different for every person. Mm. Um, so all of that is to say, if you came up with different ideas as you were working through this um, and we did not mention any of your ideas, that does not mean that any of your ideas are wrong. It just means that there's so many ways to approach this problem. So um, if we had some of the same ideas, then hooray. And if you had different ideas, then also hooray. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it for, for us today. But if you're interested in learning more, uh, for instance, learning more about how to support emotional and mental health, uh, situations, then you should check out our course on neurological and emotional health.
1: That is my favorite course that we've ever made, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like most of our courses, but, uh, (laughs) I, I like all of our courses, but yeah, that is that, well, there was the one where, I don't know, my fashion sense was really, off in the face. i like whatever. Yeah. Um, but no. But the neurological and emotional health course, I, I feel like right now I just want to go to every high school and be like, I would just give this to all this. Sure. I feel like I just want everybody to know these things. Yeah. Um, because it is not really very easy to um hold it together right now.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can find that as well as all of our courses at online.commonwealthherbs.com. And don't forget to use the code TOGETHER2022 for the entire month of July, and you'll get 20% off of anything you want.
1: Actually, everything you want.
0: Yes. All of our courses.
1: <laughs> TOGETHER2022.
0: Yeah.
1: Online.comwithherbs.com. Okay, that's it. You, you've got it all. You know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. So thank you for being with us here, uh, being together with us here on the Holistic Herbalism podcast today. We'll be back next time with some more for you. Until then take care of yourselves, take care of each other, drink some tea. Drink some tea, y'all. And keep practicing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.